0: <laughs> you're, you're, you're
1: listening to
2: spoken soul session sessions you ready
1: my man you
2: poetic black
1: ain't nothing holding me back but me and you but you
3: with you? Check this out, man! Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh
2: my God! This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic
1: Black. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and looted dances got us here.
2: You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black.
1: We'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here today. Spoken Soul family, what's good? We got another great show lined up for you guys today. But first, a little inspiration. I hope I hope you're on your grind today. I hope you're focused on your purpose. Know that the success of tomorrow depends on today. I hope you're not allowing anyone or anything to impede your progress. I hope you know what you need in your life. Spoken Soul Family, we got another panel discussion today today we will be discussing the n-word that's right the word nigga do we use it can we use it should we just stop using it to help me do this I brought two I mean dynamic poets two spoken word artists that's been in the game for many many years I respect both of these artists tremendously first coming out let's give a warm 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 welcome to the all-around queen mama oladeji hey mama how you doing The all-around queen, Mama Ola Deji. We having a little bit of technical difficulties. Oh, yeah, we going to get Mama back in. She's having a little bit of technical difficulties with her um, internet. But uh, the second artist that I want to bring to the table and introduce you guys he's been on the show before i'm talking about none other than william s peters senior welcome to the show thank you
0: my brother it's good to be here good to be here
1: yes 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 my brother man now bill also you 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 guys know bill you know his voice every week every week we play the uh, one of our sponsors. He's definitely one of the sponsors of Spoken Soul Sessions podcast. And uh, he owns his own published publication uh, company. And he has published, I mean, hundreds, if not thousands of first time authors, man. So having him back on the show, I want to remind you guys, definitely go out there and check out uh inner child press publications where you can get that 10% discount if you use the promo code spoken Soul. now we got mama oh she's coming back in she's trying to get the internet together but we got my brother Bill in the building and uh this is going to be an interesting topic and to tell you guys how I came along with this topic me and my, my younger brother my youngest brother, we were having a, de- uh, I mean, a heated, heated, heated debate about the word nigger. Should we use the word and uh, his, his rationale? And I understand his point of view, but his rationale is that the word is synonymous with king. And when you go back and do the research, we gonna get into all that. When you do the research of the word negus, or you may have heard negus or negus which actually means an Ethiopian king. And he was like, he was equating it like, well, Negus is like nigga and is really talking about actual royalty as opposed to just being a derogatory term. So that's how we got into the topic. You know what I'm saying? And um, I say, you know what? I should bring this and do a, a panel discussion on it with some dope artists that I know and uh, hear their perspective on it. So that's how it kind of, it kind of, manifested but I wanted to do I wanted to bring the elders on and then I wanted to bring the youth. So I wanted to hear both sides of the story concerning the the use the usage of the word from the elderly point of view because the elderly they were around when this word was more than just a term of endearment. Like amongst us has always been the word of endearment amongst us, no through the times. However you you lived through a time period when the word was used openly and in the most negative way, it can be used. You know what I'm saying? So you witnessed, you know, all these atrocities that, that has plagued our people associated with that word in particular. So I wanted to get those perspectives, the elderly perspective, the people who had boots on the ground and really lived that experience when this word was used. And someone called you a nigga to your face. It wasn't like yo. He, it was like it wasn't like you was gonna be, you know, like that's my homeboy, that's my man right there. It was like you nigga, you know. And um, they put the hard er on it. So I definitely wanted to get the different perspectives from the elderly, you know, our seniors of of our community, and then also the younger generation also to see how they feel about the usage of the word, and do it hold that same impact. So. All right, now we got Mama. Oh, she's back. She's back. All around, Queen. I know you had some technical difficulties, but a little, just a little recap how we came up with the concept of the panel discussion. I was having a debate, a little heated debate with my youngest brother about the usage of the word. And he was saying that the word was more so equated to royalty because you look at the word negus negus or negus or negus depending the way you're pronouncing it but he used that word and he said this word is related to royalty and and i can understand that point but I, i actually just wanted to get a perspective from the individuals who actually walked during that time who was there boots on the ground and they experienced that word being used in the most derogatory way So I wanted to get two perspectives because it's going to be a two part show. It's going to be this part when I deal with the, you know, the elders of our community, the individuals who was there. And then I want to do another part, too, when I want to hear the perspective of the youth, you know. So with that being said, you know, two great poets, both of you guys in your own right. I mean, I really admire both of you guys work. And uh and I really uh, I really value your opinion. So I wanted to get you guys perspective on the word nigga. The usage of the word, can it be used in a, in a term of endearment or should it be used in a term of endearment? So, we'll start the conversation uh we'll go with mama. We'll start with mama o. And uh what do you feel about the word mama o? What, what do you feel about the word nigga? Should it be used or should it, it shouldn't be used?
2: Well, the way I feel about the words is because when it was first uh, introduced to me um, as a, a word, when I first learned of it as a word, we would just overlook it because it didn't pertain to us or the people who I was in contact with, my f- friends and family. It didn't pertain to us, so we just didn't know exactly you know, what to do with the word. So we basically what we did is looked in the dictionary to find out what it means. And then when we found out what it meant, It didn't mean me. It Mm. said a low-down, dirty person. And that's what the word meant. Now, when they took that word and applied it to mean just black people or just people of African descent, then it it took on a different connotation. Mm. Now, then after all of that, because um, the people that were uh, what they call poor white trash or whatever, uh, then they changed them to become called wiggers like, so they always try to use the N-word, put the word nigger in there some kind of way to describe people all over the world. Uh, um, you've got Italians that they, they get called certain names that uh, sound like take the same connotation as the word nigger. Um, the Irish they would be called they were called the niggers of the, of the white race. I mean it's just the word has just been used too negatively and it's too toxic that even me saying it right now is making me sick mm. I don't even like saying the word uh, even if I'm just joking with my friends uh, we'll you know we'll say it among ourselves but to say it in public uh, to mean try to make it mean something playful and then again I look at the whole spectrum of it. If it means a low, down, dirty person or a person that's uh, unintelligent, uh, is not worthy to be called anything human, um, then you can't make something good out of that. Because then you see the people in my group and and Bill's group where we were out there doing revolutionary things, calling each other brother and sister. We didn't call each other niggers and my nigger. (laughs) We Mm -hmm. called each other my brother and and my sisters, uh, my king and my queen which is totally different. So now that that has been squashed and they're not calling each other those uh, endearing names anymore, they want to try to endear the word, the N-word, which I'm going to say from now on because I don't want to keep saying that word. Mm. Um, It doesn't mean anything endearing. No matter how you try to make it be endearing, it's not endearing. Now we'll play around and say, well, how did you fix that uh, lawnmower and you didn't even know how to fix n- lawnmowers or something like that? And they go, oh, well, I niggerized it or I niggered it out, you mm-hmm. know. But to me, that's like saying, you know, we didn't have the capacity to do things in the right way so we had figured out our own way to do things, which is really, you know, could be a bad thing or a good thing. But that's like basically just a joke. But on the serious side, um, we've always had to basically... Figure things out to do things our way, and try to make that word a positive word is not happening because it's toxic. Once it's out there, it uh, gives you the license to uh, overlook uh, uh, us as being human beings. So when the police put their knee in your neck, and when um, it's like dropping an atomic bomb, because now uh, you're you're nothing but the N word. So therefore, you don't have anything coming as far as rights, as far as being able to enjoy the um, the, um, the things that other humans enjoy, um, to say anything that you need to say to buy land, to, uh, uh, to do anything. You don't have any really rights. So when anybody does anything that's against you, even your own brothers and sisters, when they go past and shoot up a party and just shoot up everybody that's standing there, I mean, it's nothing but some N-words. So, I mean, why should anybody care? Because you've been reduced to that. Mm. So it's just some N-words shooting up some N-words. Nobody cares anymore. It's just like, so now you can go back into your rap song and like, you know, brag about it or, you know, uh, try to say, well, one of those N-words that got killed the other day was my friend. That was my N-word. That was my, you no know, my boy, my this, my that. You know, it's, it's not making any sense. <clears throat> And then you got white, white kids want to imitate that. They want to imitate that. They want to go say, well, I got black friends and we were riding around listening to music the other day, you know, and when we were listening to that music, I kept hearing them say my N word, my N word. And so, I mean, if they can say it, is it okay if I say it around my friends and then, you know. Your your N word friend might not have the uh, wherewithal to understand that. No, you need not to be saying that because you're white. You don't need to be saying that. But you say, yeah, man, you can say it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. We say it all the time. Mm. But then again, he go out there in the real world with his little white self. Yeah, because we gonna, talking we're, about some my nigga. We're definitely going to get and, into uh, that.
1: I want to. I, I want to get into that specifically. About the usage of other of other races using, now, I definitely want to touch on that. But uh,
2: but to, but to bring my point home is that he goes out there in the real world thinking he can say it because he got black friends that told him it was okay, and he takes his little white self out there to my, my nigga, and then somebody going to go upside his head or do do worse, you know, beat him up or kill him. So he he don't need to be going around saying the n words for his protection too. I'm just using that as an example. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, uh, I'll I, I, I slow down my plane and uh,
1: slide on in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bill, let me ask you, my brother. Let me ask you, what's your take on the word? What What, what do you say about it? First of all, first of all, um,
0: let me give a disclaimer. Um, this is my opinion, my perspective, and I'm not putting it out there for anybody to adopt, you know, agree or disagree with. I have no problem with anybody's belief the, that goes politically, religiously, you know, their faith, um, the useful language or whatever. Um, Cause I have a choice to either empower the words they use or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that I got that out there, I, I want to start with where the word came from. Uh, the word nigger, uh, mm-hmm was born out etymologically out of the word Niger, which was uh, epitomized, and it's over a hundred different variations, epitomized the people that lived in the Niger Valley in Africa, in that range, the Niger Mountain Range and the Niger Valley. Um, And that was around the 1500s in the 15th, 16th century. In the 20th century, somewhere along the line, they added another G and it became a derogatory uh, means of describing we people, so to speak, when it came out of the mouths of uh, your Dixiecrats, so to speak. Um, and people from the north. I love my mother very, very much. OK. Um, and my mother called it the way it was. And there was many times she would say to me something and in, 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 in a very endearing sense, nigga, you crazy, you know, <laughs> or, or nigga, go on. My mother, my grandmother, or whatever. So it's a, it's a word that's very, very common in my background, but it was about the context as to who used it, where it was used, and, you know, um, the uh, inflection as to how it was used. In other words, you know, like had mentioned, like if uh, some little... Uh, you're persuaded guy came up and called me a nigga. We got a problem. Mm. Okay. Um, I have no problem with my youngest brother saying, you know, Billy, you're my nigga. I have no problem with that because I understand what he means. I understand the love behind it. And ultimately for me, it's a word, but again, it comes down to context for me. Mm. Okay. Mm. And it's not something, and this is not, you know, this is a nice forum to open up and give our perspectives. But for me, it's not something I would want to debate under any circumstances
2: mm.
0: because everybody's entitled to their perspective. I remember when the uh, Death Prodigy Jam, uh, Smokey did that poem that Smokey Robinson did mm. um, about being black. He's proud to be black, you know. Um, and he finished up, you know, like uh, throwing disdain that language and he said, nigga, please, you know. Um, I don't know if anybody's. Did you see that? I don't know I've if you that. saw that. Yeah, i seen that. Okay. Yeah. That's very powerful because w- what we're talking about is words, a, a collection of syllables or whatever, whatever. Um, if I have a hammer <laughs> and it's sitting on the floor, that hammer's. Okay, but if I take that hammer and hit you in the head with it, we got a problem. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the way I feel about the word. I don't know if that's a good metaphor, but that's the way I feel about the word. Um, You know, uh, in my lifetime, it was used different ways in an endearing way, it was used in an ignorant way. And uh, I attribute the word to mean ignorance, you -hmm. know, and, you know, later on, I got a poem that addresses that, you know. Oh, right. Definitely going to get into that. Yeah, um well per- know, so when, whenever we ready
1: yeah well, uh, well, personally when we when you, when you when you talk about that word now it's for me like like bill said I remember like my aunties I remember you know what I'm saying my even my grandmother and I mm-hmm. and, and I've heard my mother use it in that same in that same way in the, in, the, in the form of endearment or something mm-hmm. that was just privately amongst us But like Mm -hmm. what you pointed out, you pointed out context means everything. The context and how Mm -hmm. and when you choose to use it. Now, for me, if we're all amongst each other and we're we're you the word is flying around, I don't see a problem with it. But I really do see a problem because I do know the power of words. I know the power of words and I know the, the words are real. And like Mama O, she said earlier about when we was talking privately about casting spells about casting spells, when you spell words and things of that nature. So without a shadow of a doubt, I know that that the word itself, the word, it carries some type of power. It carries, it carries some type of, you know, it's some type of spell that's cast over an individual, you know, when they use that word in the wrong context. So I'm Mm -hmm. for me personally, Like the word I do use the word, but I I refuse to call my my brothers and sisters niggas like, yo, yo, get over there, nigga. Yo, yo, nigga, come here. I wouldn't use it like in that terminology, like if we're just playing around and we're just talking amongst each other, then yes. But never, never in front of white people or never in front of people who cannot relate to that word. Cause I, I've ex- yeah, exactly, publicly. Yeah. Because I, like I've experienced exactly what you've experienced right. growing up with my with my grandparents, my uncles using it, mm-hmm. and it was never no disdain, it was never no malice in, intended. But when the word is used by someone else, I don't I'm not one of those people who give everyone a license to use it. Even, right. even Spanish people. Even Spanish right. people. You know what I'm saying? Like even when Spanish people use the word, I, I cringe. Because I was like, hold on. I don't go around saying, yo, what up, my spick? Because if I <clears throat> said that, you would be offended. You would right, really right, be right. offended. So I don't really feel comfortable with even Spanish people using the word. But it can slide with Spanish people because they, you know what I mean? We live in the same circumstances and we, we, we face a lot of the same trials. However, I'm not one of those people who just avidly use the word in front of other people. Like amongst us, yes. But not in public, not in where we have an arena where other people are watching and it's like, yeah, look at them calling themselves niggas and things of that nature. Right. You know?
2: Okay. Yeah. But uh, like I'm saying, even in schools, when they taught it to us, uh, one of the main assignments that we had to read was Mark Twain, a Huckleberry Finn. I don't know if anybody's ever read that, but Mm. Huckleberry Finn has used that word 200 times in that book in that story alone. Um, That word changes attitudes. It's not an acceptable word. It wasn't meant to be an acceptable word. Many people were hung. Many were castrated. Many were uh, dogs sicked on them, you know, because it gives an inhumane, Uh, connotation, once you accept the fact that that's what you are, then you have nothing coming. Why are you even protesting? That word was protested as soon as the slaves uh, were supposed to be free. It started being protested in uh, 1700s. The first protest was in 1770. That's when it began, uh, when that word was uh, realized um, that that is a notion and a word that makes you make you feel less than, and that's the purpose of it. That word is like a bomb, like mm. an atom bomb being dropped uh, on, on on society. And most of us do not have the wherewithal or the uh, stamina to stand up against that word when it's dropped like that as a as an attack, because they use it as a way. To make us feel like, um, well, there's nothing you can do about it because you're just an N-word. There's nothing you can really do about it. This is what you, what you are. This is what, whether you accept it or not. And so, therefore, like when Kaepernick uh, and Obama came into uh, you, they were, they were basically attacked, and, and the attack went on and on. He couldn't even take a knee to protest something. I mean, it's still just being painted. That, that word is being painted on people that even though they protested and don't want that word being attached to them, they're still getting painted with the same brush. And so therefore, my for this purpose of this talk that we're having, no matter what we do personally, I think as far as it being a word, it should be eradicated from our vocabulary as a, as a word that's used to describe uh anybody, and especially uh, African-Americans or Black people or Africans, because now it's also being applied to Africans, it's being applied to Chinese, it's being applied to other people, and they're looking at us like, you know, like, we're the cause of them being called these names because we're accepting it. So I think we should not accept it.
1: All right, now, let's play devil's advocate. Now, when you deal with the word, the origin of the word, when we talking about like the etymology and if you if, in comedic studies, if you're dealing with the metal nature and what words mean, how how you have the consonants of a word that will remain, you know, throughout the time, throughout the time, the consonants will remain, but the vowels may change. So you have like I'll give you an example, like the word NTR. The letters NTR NTR is no is no vowels there. So you got the consonants, but it's related to nature. You know what I'm saying? It's related to nature. It's related to that. So when you look at the words like nurture, nurture and nature, the vowels are different. Consonants are the same, but they have some form of similar meaning or they have some intertwining meaning. So when we deal with the word nigger, now, when you deal with an Ethiopian king, like I've learned this years ago, years ago, like in Islamic studies and things of that nature, I learned about the Nagus. This is the way I pronounced it, Nagus. The Nagus was an Ethiopian king and it was the king of... It was the king who Muhammad ran to when he fled from Mecca, when they was persecuting him. He ran from Mecca, he went to Medina, and it was the king, the Negus, who gave him refuge there. So I do know from those studies that the Ethiopian king was called the Negus. Some say Negus, some say Negus. But the consonants are the same. So when you hear a lot of the brothers and sisters today, like academic individuals, brothers and sisters that have some type of scholarship with them, and they deal with the breakdown of the word, they they use that as the premise and say, these are the consonants. And these mm-hmm. consonants has always been reminiscent of royalty. And they thought they was doing something Cause like Bill said about the Niger River, how those that was the river they used to transport the slaves and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So they they mispronounced or whatever, or they or they was trying to be derogatory and they added the G to it. But it came from it stemmed from that Niger, Valley. But but, yeah. So So, little
0: side note mm -hmm. on black um, in Ethiopia, the holy book of Ethiopia that talks about King Menelik is the Kebra Nagast. You know, mm. n e g a s t. So, mm. as you were saying, um, because the, the power in language is found in the consonants, not the vowels, which are variable. That's you know? right. Um, and that gets into a whole nother thing. Uh, I'm glad you brought that gets into a whole another thing about what the lasting impact of the word truly is.
2: Mm. You know, um,
0: you know, I, that word is responsible for bringing forth the consciousness as we're exercising today to share further and more insight into other things that, you know, impact us as a people. Um, and as I said, starting off, you know, we either, we have a choice to empower the words that we're confronted with or not, you know, um, I choose not to empower them, you know, um, you know, uh, it's bad enough being a poet and try to, you know, empower your own words, but mm. you know, um. Yeah, so you know, and as you were saying, and I was saying earlier, context. And I understand Mama's point of view. Whatever, I have no problem whatsoever with it. You know, um, or anybody else, whatever their point of view is. That's you know their personal point of view. Um,
2: no, it's not just my personal point of view. My my point of view is coming from research, and basically, um, if you anybody read the book uh, by Randall Kennedy. Uh, he tells
0: other reasons. It's a point of view, Mama, that you chose to adopt. Therefore, it's your personal point of view. Where, regardless of where it comes from, it's still your choice to adopt that point of view. You know. And now I'm doing what I said I wouldn't do. am debating. I, I don't want to really debate this. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
2: but well, what I was saying is that it, I, I gather point of views from some of the, uh, you mm-hmm. know, some of the higher minds and some of the professors and some of the authors. And I was just saying that I gathered my, uh, I have my own personal point of view, which I already expressed, but some of the views I'm expressing are from the research I've I've done from other people that I consider uh, knowledgeable in the field of of why we should not be using this word. And Randall Kennedy has a book out, and uh, I would just suggest that we read that book um, and find out all the reasons why we shouldn't be empowering that word. And I'm not you no know, debate with anybody, but I'm just saying, I did research for this program for us, mm-hmm. for me to bring the points that I needed to bring mm-hmm. uh, to educate against the mal the mal malviolence and the mistakes because that's what it is. We need to eradicate the mistake. The N word is a mistake, well, well, and we know, need to change that. Yeah, and I agree. Trying to, you to know, kind of make it be something.
0: I'm sorry. No, Go no. Ahead. Oh, finish, Mom. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, you know, no, I was just, to a large extent, I agree with you in the fact that how the word is employed, like, say, for example, in rap music, oh. you know, um, you know, and, you know, that is systematically deliberate, you know, that that particular type of music is popularized and getting, you know, the plays and the spins, everything, and all of that is derogatory to towards our community and also the disenfranchised communities. You know, um, the violence, the stuff that when they talk about the hose and the ice and the niggas and this and that, you know, I'm not for any of that, you know, and um, you know, they're trying to jam that down our throats, um, using, again, language to empower a culture, you know, um, which, you know, I don't want any part of it myself, personally. I think a lot of us feel the same way. However, there are people that are gravitating towards that. And, you know, black and white and Hispanic and every other culture that utilize the word that we're talking about today, um, thinking it's okay. And I don't agree with that. And so I'm I'm 100%. I don't know how we would ever be able to eradicate the word. I don't think that's ever going to happen, you know, Mm. realistically
2: um uh, through e- through education through, edu- through education related, and i think that's the only it, it way like, I, be in the history like I said like i was it'll be in the history yeah like i'm like saying we have to we have to do it through education um to know that it was a mistake and like even if we if, if we assigned to um Uh, Huckleberry Finn. and we have to look at it 200 times and our children have to look at it 200 times when when they have to be assigned to read it. We have to have conversations like this so we can know, you know, exactly what we mean when we say we don't want to use that word in that context. We don't accept that word. And to know our children don't have to sit up there and read uh, 200 times in an assignment in a college or a high school uh, to just to get an assignment through that this word is over and over imprinted in their mind over and over again. So we have to speak up before we leave the planet to let them know um, that, that we, we, we don't we don't accept this word as being a word that's acceptable. OK, so I do have a question. Right. So.
1: And and I'm just you know what I'm saying so we can cover all basis of the of the discussion. Plain devil's advocate again, the word that that's that's readily used in the in the community amongst us amongst each other is the nigga, the nigga nigger. Mm-hmm. The word that we use that 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 was been renowned for derogatory was nigger. That was the one that was, you know what I'm saying? Nigger and nigger. It's it's definitely a difference. They both stem from the same word. I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to even try to defend that. They both stem from the same word. But in us bringing out a different spelling and using it in a different context, could it really be different? Do it really hold those same types of connotations that the the ER holds? Because like we 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 remake words all the time. You know what I'm saying? We we remake words, we got our own language, we speak in Ebonics that other people that's not familiar with our city, our town, or our thing. Like in Chicago, they call everybody Joe. I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? So I was talking, I was talking to this sister and she kept calling me Joe. I'm like, my name is Daniel. You know what I'm saying? Like, she kept calling me Joe. And I was like, why you keep calling me Joe? She said, oh, no, that's just a slang that we use. We call everybody Joe. You know what I'm saying? So that right there, it's like it's a it's terminology when you can take something, use it, and make it your own. So with that being said, is that possible? Can that exist in, in, in the community? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's the that's the question I'm trying to I'm trying to see. Can we answer that question right there? Whether whether or not can we say can we reinvent the word? Is it ours now? The N.I.G.G.A. Bill for that yeah, bill.
0: Well, you know, I, I kind of think that okay, when we look at the whole context of the word, whether it's N.I.G.G.A. h, uh, or N.I.G.G.E.R. Um, each one of those words wears a different costume. You know, so to speak Um, Again, going back to the beginning With context, how it's applied um, And I've never had A problem with my mother, my grandmother Or whatever, utilizing that word Directed at me, because they weren't Utilizing it in a In a way of Negativity towards me Um, And behind The word, and they never Called me nigger It was nigger you know, um, I always understood there was love and sometimes it was used to as a uh, point of correction. It was sometimes used to get my attention, whatever. So, you know, I grew up with the word nigga. So I, I don't have a problem with it. Mm. If someone yeah. else has a problem with it, that's fine. I understand that. I, But I don't have a problem. You know, um, I'm not saying that to persuade anybody You know, I'm not going to wave the flag and say, you know, it's okay or not okay or whatever. That's my thing. But um, context means everything. And as you were saying earlier, whether it's nigga, nigga or nigger, who's using it and where it's being used is important as well. You know, um, you know, just like you were saying, we the boys getting together and we're talking, you know, in a private setting. That's what we do. Yeah, exactly.
2: No, that's what we okay, do. Okay, And, you know, and that's the whole problem is, like, we have our little pet names that we call each other in and, and, and private. And it's funny to us, you know, we're just teasing each other. Like I said, um, the last words I said to um, Written in Pain when he was leaving, we were talking about the subject and everything. And I said, uh, so I said, uh, see you later, my nigga. Like, I was teasing him, right? You know, like that. He started laughing, and that's the last I I heard from him. Uh, He didn't even show up today. But uh, what I'm saying overall, for the sake of the uh, argument, for the sake of us making a decision on this program, that we want to continue to accept that as an acceptable word. That's what I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying my my vote is no. Uh, It's it's contentious. And uh, even if we use it in a benign way, it's still a contentious word. It's still reduces us to being inhumane. I feel like uh, when, when these young guys are not calling each other brothers anymore, they're not calling each other kings and queens anymore. They call each other bitches and hoes. So we've been reduced to a mentality. And it's a mentality that I think uh, that uh, depicts the horrors of racism that's still following us around. You know, I would like to go back to saying, yeah, I'll talk to you later, my brother. I see you later, my no, know, no, King, King, so and so, or whatever, you know, uh, to bring us up to a level where we don't need to be still talked to, where it's okay that we, to be reduced to, a, uh, to the N word or uh, to being a low down, dirty person or somebody that's inhumane or that can never be as important as a white person. And that's what it boils down to that you don't have the intellect. You don't have the uh, the uh, the education. You don't have the, no anything, the class or anything. You don't have anything. You're just a N-word. So you don't even need to try, to try to defend yourself. This is what we call you. This is what you are. And now we've got you calling each other that because, you know, you're trying to um, use it anyway. No matter how it makes us feel or no matter what the connotation is, you still want us to be that. So that's what we're not going to be. It's a, it's a contentious word. It reduces you to just being nothing. And I think it also in, gives you the wherewithal and the idea that you can go by and just kill people that are, are of color. And, and if we don't feel pain. You know, we can anything can be done to us and we don't feel it. We don't have, you know, or we can have a baby without giving us any um, painkillers or we can have some type of disease and we, we'll get through it without painkillers. or we can do anything because we're not really human. So we're just N-words. So we have to just take the N-word out of the vocabulary and say it's not acceptable because even if our friends that are white, and I have plenty of them, I even have a lot of adopted white kids that are my children, but they're not going to call me no N-word. And if they think that they could, then I would tell them, look, you can't do that because if you go out there and say that in front of somebody else and they hear you, they might beat you down or shoot you or whatever. You can't use that word successfully. Mm. and that's why it should be eradicated
1: all right so mama old mama old's position is basically we should stop using the word period you know and i i can dig that i can dig that you mm. know like
2: unless unless in total private, total privacy um like you said bill among his family is his family wants to call him that or your friends want to call you that in private but as far as like in the uh Songs and, and the rhetoric and, and talking daily to each other in public. I think no.
1: I agree. I you can't agree. tell nobody I what you with in private life. The, I agree. I agree to the extent but publicly
2: we
1: should stop doing it. I agree. Yeah, I agree to the extent where we shouldn't do yeah. it publicly. We definitely shouldn't yeah. do it amongst other people. Like context, like Bill said, context. You know, it means everything. You know, like that hammer scenario. I like that scenario. That's a that's a that's a nice uh metaphor you know that a hammer you know sitting on the sitting on the floor minding his own business you know is it, nothing wrong with it but if you take it and you try to assault me with it then there's a problem so right. i definitely
2: dig that you know and but see that's the whole that's the whole problem that's the whole problem uh that once it's dropped it's like an atom bomb it doesn't It it doesn't mean that Uh, Or because you didn't mean it that way. It's still going to affect people that way. So that's why it needs to be eradicated. It's not a hammer. It's a bomb.
1: Yeah, I can see I can see that being, you know, but I also I also understand that, like Bill said, the, the words, words, you have to empower them. You know, like, like but we're
2: not talking about we're not talking about like using it privately. We're talking about when somebody comes out on public TV or in your classroom and uses the N word, it affects you negatively. And you're going to be feeling negative. You're going to be feeling some kind of way. And when you find out exactly what the horrors of racism is and what the word has meant and what has happened to your people, it's not going to be a good feeling about you can't make it make nobody feel good about being called that
1: but when you have when you have the only the,
2: person that you can only persons can get away with that would be people that like he said your grandmother or your mother
1: but you, but, but you know the, or in, your
2: brothers or your sister at home
1: but, in this, but the day,
2: word is negative and it's got negative connotation and if you get out there in public and try to say i know the n-word is a good thing you go into a classroom and call these young people n-words they're gonna feel sick all day they're you know gonna what? be confused. I see a lot They're of... gonna be like. No, go
0: ahead. I'm sorry. I I see a lot of, of videos online these days, and you know, what's now is Karen's. You know, and uh, they do things such as you know, um, they'll call somebody a nigger outright, I and mean, then get their butt beat. Uh-huh. So the word does have power, you know. Um, but the power that it instigates sometime is negative to the person used the word.
2: Okay. Mm. Um, well, I wasn't really finished, but what I what I was saying okay. to make a whole point. Yeah, to make a whole point is that you know you got Dick Gregory, you got um Richard Pryor, you know, they, they tried to use it in a comical way to make jokes about it. But in the end, after all of that, no matter how endearing we call each other, my nigger this and that, or I niggered it out, or I niggerized it, or whatever, it's still basically negative, and it really hurts, and it causes pain, and it could cause death, and that's all I'm saying. It needs to be eradicated.
1: Hmm. I, I I get your point, Mama. I, I definitely get your point, but you know, what I'm saying it's just it's just it's subjective. You know, like everybody, every every individual feels differently about different things. Like if you if you said if you if you said hi Hitler, if you said hi Hitler, to me, it wouldn't really mean anything. It wouldn't have no real effect on me. But for someone who is of Jewish descent, it'll be highly offensive. So those those same identical words don't have an effect on me. If somebody said it, I wouldn't it wouldn't even alarm me. If because you know what I'm saying, I'm like, oh, it, it don't it don't apply. But if it was heard by someone who has the power to hurt, then it will be highly offensive. So I I definitely get where you're coming from. I understand that. <clears throat> My point is that, you know, today, the day that we live in, like, I, I kind of agree with Bill when he said that you cannot eradicate the word to the point where you can't get rid of it. The word is here. But I do agree with what you're saying, Mama O, that... Amongst us, the word I understand when you say the word should be eradicated, I agree with you one hundred percent. It should be if we could eradicate it, but the reality is that it can never be eradicated. It's here to stay. However, through context, we can determine. You know, what I'm saying what's what's permissible, what's not permissible. Like I give you another prime example, like with a, a woman. A woman, when you hear females come amongst themselves, like me growing up, it was the number one rule, never call a black woman a, the B word, never call her that, that was something that was drilled in me growing up as a kid, but I used to hear my aunts and my cousins, and you know what I'm saying, they used to be around each other, and they used to use the word freely, it's to be flying out there, my oh, you crazy, oh, B, you crazy, oh, you crazy, and they would use it amongst themselves, in endearment, and it wasn't a problem. But as soon as a man said that word, it's like they formed Voltron. It's like, you called her what? Mm-hmm. And and it was a whole different scene. So just like you, and that's not the only word in the English language like that. We got a few words mm-hmm. like that, that amongst certain groups of people, even when you look into the LGBTQ community, you know, you find them using the F word. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you you amongst themselves but if someone that's not amongst that community use the word it, it hurts and it stings in a whole different way so I, I i agree with you the the word is a bomb the word is definitely a bomb it causes pain you know but in this day and age yeah. that we're living in
2: yeah, that I, I, you're breaking up you're breaking up you're you're breaking up can you hear me now Say it again I said the F it, it, word. Start with the F word. The
1: F word. The, I can uh, hear
2: you, but you were breaking
1: up. Oh, okay. The F word, like like the LGBTQ community, they they use they would use the word faggot. You know, what I'm saying. I'm just saying so for we can understand. They would use that word amongst themselves in play and jest. They would say the word amongst themselves. But if someone outside of their community said that word, it would be highly offensive, and they'll be ready to fight. So we all have these certain words that are we, we're triggered by. You know, but in this day and age, being the fact this is this is the point I was trying to get to the core of the issue is that being the fact that in this day and age, when we use this word, do it have that same type of power that it had back in the days when people could use it and they could act on it? Like today, we use the word so much. It's so in, it's so much in rampant use that it, to me, it kind of lost its power. It's kind of lost. It's like when somebody said that word, it was like yo, it's on. It's about to be something. Something's about to go down. You call somebody the nigger, especially with the er, the hard okay, I thought er. You were there.
2: talking about f. I thought I thought you were talking about the f word. Yo, know, the f because word because people too. are still getting killed and beat down. No, well, I was just saying. Uh, I thought you were still talking about that word because both words people are still getting killed and beat down be- behind those words. So to make it, make the point. Yes. It, yeah. It, it, but what I was saying. So, so it's still dangerous. That's what I'm saying. So we don't need to be calling anybody any of those things and then put us to accept it as being acceptable where we have gone from calling our sisters and brothers uh, niggas and uh, uh, bitches and hoes and stuff in every other world. We don't even, you know, even talk to them again as being anybody of importance, even our grandparents. We listen to all of this. I mean, so therefore... Well, I'm like, even though my poem would be what I used to say and what I still say, uh, I'm, if you want to call yourself a nigga and that's what you think you are, then that's fine. But my point of view is niggas and flies, I do despise. The more I see niggas, the more I love flies. That's my piece. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that's a classic word right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic word. But um you see how the the word it, it incites so much passion, it incites so much controversy because <clears throat> um it's definitely one of those words, man. But I I me personally like I'm I'm under the impression that like I really agree that power words are very powerful. Words do hurt. Words can kill. Words can do all these things, but You have to enable them. You have to put these words in, 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 you have to put them in motion, so to say. And like, like you said, you shouldn't, you should not accept these terms for yourself, but knowing the difference between the two, knowing the difference. Well, I'm using the word nigga or I am a nigga or you are a nigga. It's two total different things. But, uh, the third question I wanted to get into, I want to get both you guys' perspective on, was the usage of the word by other races. The usage of the word by other races. Is it ever a time where it's okay to use it from other races? Like whether- No. All right. No.
0: I mean, you know, you earlier you were no. uh, to- talking about how different races have been living. Yeah, when even,
2: is- even when I was a little girl.
1: Hold on. Hold on, my. probably you probably got a delay. Hold on, Mama. Bill, Bill's making his point real quick. We're gonna come right to you next.
0: Okay. You earlier you were talking about how different races were tagged with that name. And for the longest time, Arabs and Jews were titled as sand niggas. The sand niggas, you know? yeah. Um and of course there was the uh the the Irish, you know, um even the Italians were were titled. Uh, with the term niggas, especially the southern Italians, because of the you know, um, what have you, with the invasion of the people from Tunis. You know, um, anyway, I, I, you know, but, you know, to answer your question, no. I mean, you can do what you want to do in your home, but don't address me if you don't have my color. I mean, I wouldn't even accept it from someone I don't know who is my color, my culture. They come up and say, hey, my nigga, you know, now you don't know me. <laughs> exactly. You don't know me.
2: Okay. Mm. I, yeah, you know, that's Sicily. You are talking about we talking about that little corner down in Italy called Sicily where Hannibal went over the Alps and they got a little bit more color. They're cousins, but they, they get they go by racism because Sicily and Italians, you know, they, they have a long history. But anyway, uh nobody wants to be called a nigger, whether they're from Sicily, Italy, uh, uh from Japan know. or China, whatever. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. They use that same word to apply to all the other uh uh stereotypes and other races and no other race wants to be called that. That's all because they look down on that word and they look down on that, on that uh, connotation. But as a child, my mother did teach me to say, I'm not a nigger. I am a Negro. And if I become a nigger, I will let you know. And sometimes I do have to rise to the occasion and I have to, I have to uh, fight fire with fire. So as many times I have had to become a nigger for a minute to set some shit straight. (laughs) and <laughs> that's what i have to do I got a call. so that's, so that's why, why i
0: say you know black when you get a chance i got to call my about this I, i'd like to share
1: all right so let's let's get into that right now matter of fact this is what we're going to do we're going to play some words from our from our sponsor and <laughs> happened to be in the, in the studio today and uh and then i'll set the stage and you can um spit that poem right after this okay Hello,
0: this is William S. Peters Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Interchild Press International. First, I must say we at Interchild Press are proud to support my brother Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific... Embracing an informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Interchild Press International offer to you, his listeners, and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code SPOKEN SOUL to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at in at innerchildpress.com. And we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Inner Child Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.innerchildpress.com. Thank you.
1: And now, Two Cents. With the written in pain.
3: Internet chefs. I know. I know. You wanna share with everybody on your social media what you ate, how you ate it. And listen, let me let me let me let me be clear. Let me be clear about something. Listen, you go out on a date, you out on a family out you go to a nice restaurant. The plating, the plating is nice because culinary is an art and sometimes somebody could put in front of you a beautiful plated plate of food. So you want to take a picture of it. It's no different than putting up a picture that you saw in a museum or some art It's because it's art. I get that. Some of you people Even went to school for cooking. Whether or not cooking is your profession, some of you are chefs. So you make something, you whip up something in the house, you post it. (laughs) Cool, kudos, made me hungry. There's even some of you who may not have professionally went to school for cooking, but you're still chefs. You're still culinary artists. Whether your grandma or your mama taught you how to make that mac and cheese and baked salmon, you hooking it up. You take a picture. It looks delish.
0: And then there's, and there's some of you other ones
3: that, honestly, why the, you don't. No one in your house told you that looks delicious. You don't think that looks. First of all, if I gotta read the caption to know even what the f- it is that you posting, that's not a good look. It's not a good look. Some of this is I've seen people post ramen with chopped up hot dogs in it and parsley on top. Like what? Honestly, honestly, I've seen some of the hookups from jail look better than some of the shit you free Negroes is posting dudes in jail is hooking up top ramen with Cheetos Cheetos and it look better than what you made with a whole stove cookbooks the internet tasty you follow tasty and you still might as the you can't fry whitey Look, at some point, everybody needs to stay in their lane, okay? I like to draw, but you're not going to see me post none of my drawings. You know why? Because I can't draw. I like to draw, but I can't draw. You can't cook. You might like to eat. But don't mess up my dinner by posting yours. Because quite honestly, Black Eyed Peas ain't supposed to look like that.
1: That's my two cents. Coming to the stage. Let's give a warm, warm welcome to my brother and your brother. Uh, hold on. I don't think Bill's ready yet. But uh when he comes back, he'll uh hit the he'll hit the stage and hit the microphone. He just he just walked off. <laughs> I'm giving him his introduction. He just walked off. But he'll be back. But that was just a little uh that was a segment that we add in. That was a segment that we're adding to the to the spoken soul session show. Two cents with written in pain. And uh, I've been playing them every show. You guys been hitting me up. Yeah, I was like, yo, these joints are hilarious. And I always play them in the middle of a crazy conversation we have, that has nothing to do with nothing and it throws everybody off but that's the whole purpose of it though i wanted to see you guys true reaction of it but coming to the stage you ready bill
0: this poem i want to give a, a shout out to my brother poetic black daniel green because you know that poem uh, is uh, triggered something 'Cause I had the opportunity, blessing to eat your food, Myrtle Beach. So, <laughs> so, my brother didn't get down.
1: <laughs> but yeah, man, let me let me set it up for you. I right, coming to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome to my brother and your brother, William S. Peters.
0: Okay, uh, this piece is um, on the topic. It covers a lot of things we talked about, and it's titled, I'm a nigga. I'm a nigga. If that word offends you, I must apologize, for in my eyes, it is but a word, a collection of letters organized to help me realize that I am the power, not the word. You heard? The truth of the matter is, it does not matter what you call me, for I know who I am. You see, we were kings and queens once upon a time, and I still am a king, and you still are a queen, and I ain't lying. And as I examine the paradigm in this rhyme, I hope to settle this in my mind and yours too, or you can kiss me where the sun don't shine. I'm a child of the same creator as you. Call him God, Jehovah, or Source, of course, makes no difference. And in my deference, I know he made me like he is. So therefore, I am, and knowing this, I can be all things, including a nigga. And in my lifetime, I have encountered all kinds of niggas in all kinds of flavors, talking all kinds of shit. I have seen black niggas, white niggas, red niggas, yellow niggas, brown niggas, Well, I even seen a nigga that looks just like you. I have seen Indian niggas, Chinese niggas, African niggas, Italian niggas, Russian niggas, male and female niggas. Yeah, I even seen children act like niggas, badass little stupid mothers, just like their mothers and their fathers. Yeah, all of them were ignorant. But that's what a nigga is, isn't it? An ignorant ass with no class. Call me an asshole if you wish. I can be that too, just like you. I can be loving and kind with a caring, circumspective, compassionate, considerate mind. And lest you forget, as I said a few lines ago, I can be a nigger too. But I won't be as long as you keep your hands to you where they belong. And your word, your song, right or wrong, that you sling out there to be heard by others by putting down your sisters and your brothers only serves to define you, not me. I call you a clown for you got life all upside down and turned around like Kitty city or Toys R Us. Yes. Clown. That is my word for you. You heard, you see what proceeds from your mouth comes from within you. Therefore it is up to you to see yourself as you are. So thank you for the warning signs because I, we see you now. Don't pay me any mind as I go along my way this day. I pray, yes, I do, that you understand that words have power. But this hour, I am in power, not only of what I speak or say, but what I allay to you. My ears are mine, and what I have learned is to discern what I say and that which I hear. Are you paying attention? So, my dear family, I thank you for listening to this twisting of my logic. And regardless of how you may see me, feel me or not, remember this. I can be a nigga too, just like you. I'm a nigga.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> wow. Absolutely, absolutely a dope, dope, dope piece, man. Funny, comical. And um, it's, it's, I mean the message behind it. It's dope, man. That's a that's a dope piece, man. That's a dope piece, Mama. Oh, you got a piece for us besides the other piece you did?
2: Yeah. Oh, that little piece I was that was not. I was just reading that, but I got a piece for this. Yeah, for this program. Right, let me and let as you, a matter of fact, one of the, let me hold on. As me, a matter of fact, mm-hmm. as, a, as a matter of fact, one of the other poets heard it and he wrote a poem. And The reason I chose this one is because he wrote a poem set inspired by Mama Ola Deji uh, off of this poem, mm. and his poem was about, I wish I had a copy of it to read on your program. Uh, his poem was about uh, I'm Not a Nigger, and I, this poem that I'm going to read inspired that poem. I don't, he didn't send me a copy of it yet, so I'll read the one that inspired I'm Not a Nigger, but I basically thought that this program that we were doing was here to change things and so that's what I, I attempted to do. I did research for it, um, and that was uh, some of the things I shared with you all today. Uh, I gave you a, a book to read uh, by uh, Randall uh, K- uh, Kennedy, and some other uh, things about the protocol, the protest that started in 1770 against the um, uh, when the slave trade began uh, against the word nigger. So uh, it's too many negative things, too many deaths, too many killings. Uh, I'm not going to accept the word and I'm going to do my best to try to uh, keep a conscious mind where, you know, not to blame anybody because they can't change their thinking. But they want to keep thinking that way. That's on them. But I'm not going to accept the word. And uh, uh, the name of my piece is called The Other One.
1: All right. Hold on. Let me let me let me set the stage for you. Coming to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome to the all around queen. Mama Ola Deji.
2: You tried to demolish me, but I stood strong with powerful arms and hips. I am the beauty who cared nothing about beauty. I never played on it. So if you fall for the cover, that's on you. I am that book that needs to be read through and through. I am not the one. Never have been, even back then when we were told what to do. I've always been ruled by justice and truth. And I will fight courageously. I am known for bravery. You tried to demolish me in the 60s. Steadfast, I stood with powerful hips and arms. Constitution strong, easy going sweet until you anger the eye. You'll quickly find the other side. Another me. Inside of the pit of my peach is arsenic. The sweetness and the meekness turn inside out. You will soon see I am not the one. You cannot push anything down my throat and gloat. Not without a chance of losing it. You may not value your life, but I value my own. And yes, I will end your pitiful existence as I climb back on my throne. I do not compromise. Don't try me on the because I fight ferociously. And because you don't fight fair, I'll put a death grip on your hair. I'll pull your jacket over your head, kick your ass so bad, make you wish you were dead. And before you get to your gun, I'll grab your gun. I am not the one. I am most graciously the other one, or you can call me the next one. And if by chance you get me, there'll always be another one to follow who looks like me, who won't wallow or swallow, and tomorrow there will be another one, the other one, the next one, and I am the other one that would not wince. I am the one who did not mumble when I said, try it, son of a bitch. Bet you won't try to stuff that weenie down my throat. I'm not the one. I'm the other one. And that's why they call me all she wrote. I'm not a bad wench. And the one they call and talk about is me. I'm not in the books. I'll put rat poison in your chewing tobacco. You think I'm a joke? I don't joke. I don't chew. And I don't mess with those that do. I'm quick on the draw, and I would diss you. Before stagecoach Mary, I was her granny. I was your white cow's nanny. Made you suck your pale face, mammy. No one but my own kid's gonna be pulling on my black tits and make them flat while hers is fat and intact. Now run, tell your pappy that, and watch him get jacked and slapped. Like I said, I'm not the one. I'm the other one. Still today I laugh and joke, but I don't play. They gonna get this work. Ain't no shame in my game. Can't stand lanes in my DNA. Watch how you step to me. I'm not a soft place to land. I'm not your nigga. Don't let me catch you slipping. I put the pen pimping strong and discerning, playing dumb to catch wise, so don't be surprised when I flip the script and show you my real hand. Yeah, I said it, and I'm saying it again. I am not the one. I most truly, wholeheartedly am the other one. I snatch balls off with my teeth, practice on pop bottles. But oh, how sweet and nice I can be, as long as you understand who I am. I ain't no bitch, no hoe, no wench, no overseer. I am not the one. I am none of them. I'm not the one you think I am, son, so remember where I come from and who I am. The other one. That's that piece.
1: You're not the one. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's That piece right there, man. You can tell there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, it's so many things that was in that in that piece when you break it down, but there was a lot of pain in that piece, and there's a lot of passion. And I and I, I definitely feel it, man. I definitely feel it. I mean, this discussion, I, I really wanted to have this discussion with the likes of you two in particular. In particular because I respect both of you guys so much. I, expe- I, I respect your opinions, and I get a lot of wisdom from both of you. And you know what I'm saying? If it's not Blatantly, you know what I mean? I, I, I draw a lot of wisdom from the from the two of you. So definitely, man, but the discussion is, is ongoing. It's ongoing. It's something that we've been dealing with in our community. Like, you know, in conclusion, like the way the word is being used today is not acceptable. It's not acceptable. And I think it do cause more harm than it do good. But I do understand the little... The little things that we have, little nuances that we have as a people, that we find how we make hard things. You know, we we make things out of nothing. You know what I mean? We take we take lard, flour, and sugar, and make peach cobbler. You know what I'm saying? So it's things it's things like that that we're, we're able to do that you have to be in to understand it. But publicly, I agree. I agree with mama old ladeji i mean emphatically that we should stop using the word it should be something that 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 we should stop using we should take it out of vocabulary but unfortunately you know this is what it is and they using it now more than ever and this is coming from a person that use it from time to time but sometimes it is sickening the way it's being used and how it's being used in our music it's like it's, it's drawing an image that for the world to see who we are, you know what I mean? For who we are, this is what we are. That's why you have people all around the world who don't have no contact with black people, but when they see black people, they saying, oh, this is a nigga. Like even I just seen a uh, not a documentary, but uh, I, I seen a video when they were saying that the the volunteers to help the Ukrainian refugees, they was telling the volunteers, black volunteers, that to be aware that the Ukrainians are very racist and they'll use racial slurs and things like that. And this is people coming to help them. But this is the image that's been portrayed for them to see, and that's what they think of us. So I definitely understand the usage of the word and and the harm and the hazard of it, you know, and the, and the time that we're living in. And I'm more inclined to say that, okay, if we're going to use this, it shouldn't be used, but if we do use it, we should use it amongst ourselves or in you know I mean? in, in secret. It should be used amongst the, the people who are close to us, where they can relate, that they know there's not nothing negative, you know, intended by it. But this discussion is definitely an ongoing discussion. I appreciate both of you guys <clears throat> for taking the time to come to the show and give your perspective, because we're going to do a part two on this, and I'm going to get another a younger crowd. I want to get the youth to see how they perceive the word and see why they use it so much. Why is this is in all the songs. Because you even see in the songs today, it's like it's like, come on, it's not even creative. Like, it's like every other bar is nigga. It's like every other bar, like back in the days we was creative, Rock Kim, we Big Daddy King. They didn't use this in the in the raps. It's like every other bar is this word and I think that's sickening. It's a lack of creativity. And I think yeah. it's doing it's doing a lot of harm for our people, man. So I I appreciate it. I appreciate both of you, you king and you queen. For coming through, blessing the studio, man, coming through. I count on you guys, man, and I and, and I love both of you, man. I really have a lot of genuine love for both of you, man, because I take a lot of wisdom from both of you, and I appreciate you guys coming and giving your perspective and shedding some light on the situation. Now, I want to tell you, y'all got anything going on that we can tell the audience about so they can go follow you guys? Like, we know Bill, he got the publication company. Y'all get that 10% discount when you use Spoken Soul in the promo code and uh you trying to get your book out, your chat book, anything you're trying to get out in public publication, come see Bill, man. Beautiful brother, man, and he cares about the artist. And then Mama Ola Deji, I don't know if you got any books coming up. I know you have your new, your new um uh what's what it's called, uh uh Clubhouse. You got a new room on Clubhouse, and I see that has been popping. I see it's been popping like every other every other hour, something is coming up on Clubhouse, alerting me that Mama Ola Deji is in the building doing some topic on, in Clubhouse. Y'all definitely want to go check out Mama O on that. Check out her Clubhouse. she be having some open mics, you know, where you can go and you can express your words and get some type of understanding, dope vibe over there. So I definitely want to thank you guys. If you want to plug anything, if you guys want to plug anything that you got going on, go ahead. This time, right? You guys, start. You can start on Mama O. Well, I
2: would, I would like to, I would like to tell Bill to uh, hit me up on my email because um, I still didn't get published yet. And since you are promoting uh, Daniel, I'm gonna go ahead and I'll send you my. Uh, I don't know if you want want the flash drive or do you just want some of the uh, uh, the file. The file is too big to upload now because it's over three thousand poems in there now, so I can send you a flash drive if you send me the um, your address mm-hmm. to my email.
0: Um, what you're gonna have to do is select what you want and put together a manuscript. You know, um, so okay, you, you have to do that. We're not going to do that. Um, you know, so you go through your work and see which ones you want to publish and collect them in on one document. Okay, you know, which is called a manuscript, and then you can send that to okay.
2: me. Okay, to the, in the email. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. And, and thanks for promoting uh poetic black poetic black. Yeah, I still make jewelry, and um I'm still good. I got oh, five yeah, books. Oh yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry about that. Out, I forgot they, about
1: the jewelry. I forgot yeah, about the somebody, jewelry. But somebody,
2: somebody. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you.
2: Yeah. But well, what I was saying is the.
1: Oh, she, uh, her, her, we lost her. yeah, we, we lost her real quick. She'll be back. She'll, she'll come back. I don't know what's going on with Squadcast. I mean, it may be her uh, internet connection that's, that's, that's going in and out. But yeah, yeah. Mama Old Dude, she makes, she makes jewelry, dope jewelry, African art, accentuated jewelry. And, uh, definitely, man, y'all go check out Mama Ola Deji. Follow her. She should be back in, but anything that she's doing, she got the clubhouse. If you guys want to spit poetry and go over there, the, the environment is dope it's very inviting and uh like once again i wanted to thank you guys i wanted to thank you for coming through man bill i it's appreciate you man. man always always come through for a brother man i really appreciate you but this it's is part my brother most, honor. most definite this is a part of the show where we about to end things off and i like to i like to leave off with a little bit of inspiration and if you're listening to the sound of my voice know that you are validated Know that the words that are used only can be used against you if you empower them. Know that you are more than a word. Spoken Soul Family, I want you to know to always, always speak your soul. Always speak your mind. There's validation for you. This promise for you, this potential for you, you just gotta go get it. Spoken Soul Family, I want you guys to know that I love you. And I really mean this I love you. And I hope you love me too. Peace.